everyone, welcome to World of Anime. I'm Stephanie, your host, and we haven't seen you. <laughs> never mind, we never see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what you look like. <laughs> you haven't heard us in a while, and I am deeply sorry. We had some life events and technological problems, but we are back if I don't lose the recording of this episode. Computers don't like stuff. No, That's they true. don't. Uh, with us again, we have Ben. Hey, everyone. We have Nathan. Hi. And we have Danielle. Hi. Everyone's here. Lots of the gang is here. This is going to be a great, great episode because we're going to talk about a thing that is... Your favorite show and mine. <laughs> Your favorite show and a show that exists. We're going to talk about uh, Caligula because we promised you that we talk about it periodically as it aired this season. And... Um, we are regretting that decision. <laughs> Much like the characters, we are trapped in a realm of trying to make us happy. <laughs> that we kind of chose ourselves because it sounded good at the start. Yep. yep. Was... Well, I kind of know one person that will be happy at the end of this. Who is that? Me. Because <laughs> we all agree with you now? No, because I recall making a bet that ended up with me getting some free food and everyone oh, agreeing no. that I, it was fair. I do well, remember that bet. The show is not over yet. Okay. Maybe it she's gonna get the pizza. She's gonna get. She's gonna get the pizza. But we'll have to do. So I think what's gonna end up happening. We spoke about the first three. Now we're talking about the next, I guess, five, and then we'll do one once it's over. To see what happened, because we're not doing this every week. What? Hmm? Nothing. So yeah, we all decided to watch more of the show that we thought was going to be excitingly cryptic and with a great payoff, and instead has just decided to be mundanely cryptic, cryptic? <laughs> like slightly cryptic, frustratingly cryptic in the most irritating of ways. The first three episodes I thought were great. And then, am I remembering correctly that episode six ends with them deciding to start a school club? You are remembering the, correctly. After the, the city was destroyed in a maelstrom of, like, freak out from Mew, they were just like, and now we're going to make a school club. Yeah. None of them thought this was strange. Sorry, I thought I thought it was like implied by the episode that they had like already been doing the club and was like sort of confused by that. I was just confused about the whole uh, reality is a lie, so let's just go along with it, I guess. Yeah, what they decided at the end of episode six was that uh, Ritsu, the main character, is going to be the president of their club so regardless of the fact of whether they had started the club before because it's possible that they started a club so that they could all meet in some covert situation like oh we're all going to school we're gonna have a like a club but like we're gonna be trying to plot how to get out of here like that was fine up until that point where they had this giant battle but then after this battle they're like hey Ritsu, you should be the president of our club and i'm like do you need a club anymore and just to, should be over. And just to recap the insanity that led up to that, it was, uh, we know this world is a lie. Now let's go to this singles mixer event. Uh, somebody half wakes up at the singles mixer event and manifests her uh, catharsis effect. 
Then everybody manifests their catharsis effects, except the main character, who then does manifest his catharsis effect without needing to use Arya's help, which means something. And then they had a big fight. Mew freaked out. The world was destroyed. Mew passed out. And then they decided to start a school club. That was episode six's ending. Yeah. Yeah. My big problem with it is that they keep switching between, like, this is a school slice of life thing, and this is a huge conspiracy theory about us all being trapped in a mind prison, and we need to get out of here fast, and, like, these giant thing with the musicians, and, like, the pacing of it and the sense of urgency is just all over the fucking place. It makes no sense. They spent so much of episode seven just having a potluck dinner. Oh my god, that was, was so, so important. <laughs> yeah, I like definitely like sort of was doing Duolingo for most of episode yeah. seven. <laughs> yeah, um, I started swapping over to doing other things on my computer. Then I was like, wait, I don't know Japanese, and I had to go back to read subtitles. <laughs> I just was like, I'm like, I'm watching it intently being like, there's got to be something that we're missing. Like, it's going to be like some freaking, and then episode eight happens and you're like, oh, are they attempting to do like a Haruhi, like endless eight sort of nonsense bullshit where they keep going back? Also, okay, let me, let me rant on this for a second. We've already established in this world that time is an illusion, right? There is no sense of time because Mew and the musicians can seem to like, push it back and forth whenever they want. And then it's so important that a month has gone by at the beginning of episode. We just got that they are the musicians. Musicians. This podcast is canceled. (laughs) Continuing. Um, So we already know that time is a lie and time doesn't mean anything. And then episodes like seven and eight, well, episode seven, they mentioned that it's been a month since Mew's been in her coma. But, like, episode 8, they jump back and forth, like, to May 2nd and May 9th. Like, why the fuck does it matter if time is an illusion? If there's no sense of, like, what time is and they can just move it back and forth at willy-nilly, why does it matter when the date is? Like, why does something it... to hold on to in this cold, hard reality that, we live That in. might have actually been intentional, because we know from episode 8 that Muse... The, the musicians don't have their powers, and Mew's influence on the world is significantly reduced while she's passed out. It could be that time flows naturally while Mew is passed out, and that's why they were making such a point of, like, marking the time, and what's-his-face, who is now becoming a superhero, was, like, running around everywhere to save people? Like, time actually mattered for that period. Sorry, I don't actually... I didn't actually get who was that character that was that one of the kids weird. like the kid who um like the really brash one who keeps fighting with aria they keep having okay. those, like i hate you you chibi little punk or whatever it is oh gotcha he, gotcha he is not so secretly this rescue, rescue man. man yeah rescue man and that came out okay. of nowhere. nowhere the trouble with is this show keeps trying to give payoff for plot threads that it never establishes <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah no lead up. Now this happens. Yeah, it's like, you I bet you this? wonder how that superhero thing is going. What, what superhero, superhero thing? <laughs> like the most satisfying thing that I encountered watching like the past couple episodes is like I I was interested in and I understand why maybe time matters now, but why did they need to give you a date? Why couldn't they say one month since the events? 
a week previous to that, a week after that. Like the fact that they put like May 2nd, May 9th, like we're not in reality. Like we don't know if the town that they're living in, quote unquote, even ex I mean, it doesn't exist in the real world, but like, is the name of the town even real? Like nothing is real. Like why, why do they need to name the month? Like if time is passing normally, fine. They don't know what time that, they didn't know that where they were was like April before. Didn't they say twice, like, it's been one month since Mew, like, fell asleep, and then in the next episode, it's been three weeks since Mew fell asleep? Because they went back in time how again. we knew that it was a week ago. Yeah. <sighs> but that was, like, that was doing the second thing you said. Like, why didn't they just do that? that? Why didn't they just do that consistently? Yeah, they just put it on the screen, May 9th. I'm like, why do we need to know this? Maybe we will. If you want to have crap... Craptic. Cryptic things in a show. <laughs> it is craptic. It is craptic. Um, this show is good at being cryptic when it wants to be. It's bad at not being cryptic other what? times. Yeah. Like, the dinner shouldn't have been cryptic. And yet I felt like I was, knew what was going on for almost none of it. So, um, I didn't see episode 8, but I read a summary. Um, so is it like the villain side of what happened while Mew is out? Yeah, yes. and that was actually, like, maybe one of the most interesting parts of the series up until, like, after, yeah, after the like first we three. we actually got some stuff in there. Yeah. Like, you started getting the fact that the villains are in the... I don't even know if they're really villains. They're just people who hated themselves in the world. They somehow have the power to be musicians in this world and not just, like, one of the other, like, people in it. So they have... They know, where, they know that they're in this false reality. But, like, they're all... They all probably don't look a thing like what they look like in the real world. And all of their, like, focus is on overcoming one specific thing that they had to deal with in the, in the real world. And as Mew's grip on maintaining this Mobius reality starts to fall apart as she's, like, still in her coma, like, things start going wrong well with them. But what was weird to me was that the main characters didn't seem to have any of these problems. Because not only, like, yeah, they were, everyone was still able to survive, right? There was no problem with finding, like, food and water. But, like, the villains had, were having a hard time. Like, her credit card kept getting declined. He was not maintaining his, like, number one status. She was, I guess, gaining weight so the clothes weren't fitting her. Like, all these, like, little things. But also, their wounds wouldn't heal after the battle. Except but when the... The the pretty guy who's I guess doesn't want to be pretty tried to scar himself again. His wounds healed, and all the rest of the protagonists' wounds healed. So why are the villains more reliant on Muse powers than the people in it? And I had two thoughts on that. That like a it could be because of their connection to Arya. Arya is the way that they manifest their catharsis effects. So she's kind of like a Mew light. We, we've gotten implications as she's kind of like the flip side to Mew, and as Mew gains power, she loses power. Mew 2, if you will. Mew 2. Mew 3, if you want to. Uh, uh, that was one thought I had. I don't know that it's going to pan out, but it's a possibility. Um, the other was that the things that started going wrong were all, like, luxuries in mm -hmm. the world. It was... Uh, Sweet Pea's clothes wouldn't fit because she was gaining weight. The old dominatrix woman like lost all of her credit cards and money. Uh, Pretty Boy lost his like fame and status. All of them started... like All the things that they got from Mew started falling apart because 
they were directly sustained by Mew. The, the school club, on the other hand, seemed to be getting happiness out of their interactions with each other, and that didn't go anywhere when Mew fell apart. That's a valid point. I think that the, the way they're trying to present the musicians is almost like Seven Deadly Sins style of like Mew's happiness for them is letting them do whatever their vice is as much as they want. Only, only, um, pride, only, gluttony, and greed for the three examples in this episode. Yes. Only counterpoint to that is the the club was able to get their hands on this very expensive meat. I don't know yeah. that's necessarily a counterpoint. It's a luxury item. Luxury items were in. Uh, that was his point. That was part of my point. Oh. Was that luxury items started being difficult or impossible to find. Right, and it right. wouldn't have changed the interaction of their whole thing whether they had had that meat or not it could have just as easily been like not luxury expensive meat but the fact that they made such a big stink out of it it's like but they're so they're able to get luxury items but the musicians are not the blogger was the one who found them they keep applying real world logic and expectations in really unexpected places when they seem to have established that they should never be using those yeah yeah i don't know why this the 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 kids I guess I don't know and there's a whole segment where like the one who started the whole with the half white half black hair is like yeah I'm working at a at like a jewelry store and for I'm, a reason for why or um yeah the... I was also really confused by that like and lying just about like... how well it was going I mean it just seemed like everything that happens in this show is pointless yeah yeah I mean I almost the show almost had me back for a minute because at the beginning of the episode, that character says, all of this is a facade. And I thought that that was just going to be his character's take on it. And then it proceeded to show him not acting that way. Actively yeah. freaking out at work when things aren't going well. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the other one that gets me is the blogger who's always, like, caring about her followers, even though it's already been demonstrated. Pretty much everyone in this world isn't real. So... Yeah, so... Actually, another thought that I just had. Um, is her name Thorn, the person who was I trying to get so. Mew to wake up? She made a comment to the musicians about how, like, Mew's subconscious desire to make them all happy was helping her to return. Something along those lines. That it, like, and she, like, bit her hand to make herself bleed and then it healed mm-hmm. in front of everyone. And at one point, she comments on, like, let's show them, like, how much more of a hell this can become. I wonder if she was intentionally screwing up the stuff for the musicians to make them crave Mew more to make Mew heal and come back faster. That is, that would be interesting. Yeah. It could work, but they didn't set that up at all. There's no setup for anything. There's just payoff, which isn't payoff with no setup, which is which is a great metaphor for Mew in general. You get the things you wanted with none of the work to get there, and yeah. suddenly the payoff doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, the other issue is that Mew is literally such a two-dimensional character. Um, yeah, I'm, like, annoyed, like, listening to her. Like, she's, like, a dumb child, yeah. and it's, like... It's like, it's not cute, it's not working, I don't buy it, it's just, like, infuriating. Yeah, I had the moment of, like, being infuriated with her when they were in that weird... Watercolor? 
It's literally watercolor spills on watercolor paper that they decided to animate them on top of. I was like, wow. You made the comment, like, it's like they're trying to be Madoka, but the art's not good. Like a low budget. (laughs) Like, it was just watercolor splatters. And I'm like, fine, but, like, why? I guess to make it, like, dreamlike? I don't know. It's really freaking lazy. But regardless of that... Um, they were having this conversation and he's like, I mean, we established this and I always forget it until he starts talking again because they don't spend enough time with this amazing protagonist who's like a really interesting character, but like he's trying to have this philosophical conversation with Mew and she asks him like, what is happiness and what would make you happy? And he's going about like go- thinking through his head, like what does make you happy is about getting the things you want is it about striving for it. And he's like working towards it and he's trying to explain it and she's just like, I don't understand. That's too complicated. And I was screaming at it. If you don't understand these basic philosophical concepts, how do you have the right to determine what would make people happy? Like, that's the whole freaking point. And I don't think, I don't know, like, I don't know if she's the one who is, who came up with this idea of this world. No, it's gotta be Ritsu, the protagonist. He... In the flashback shots that we got of him in, like, the real world, he's, like, explaining to a board of directors about this stuff, and we sort of see him from inside a computer screen that, to me, kind of seemed like it was Mew's perspective. I feel like Mew has to be, like, an AI of some sort that Ritsu made, or at least was the leading scientist behind and she's trying to give him everything that he wanted. She's trying to give him happiness, but she really doesn't understand what that entails. Because mm-hmm. she's a, still a dumb AI child as far as like understanding people goes. My other issue is she is this you know two-dimensional, fundamentally unlikable character, but she's also the only character who I feel like I have a solid handle on what they want. And that makes it hard to root for anyone. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, the show. Uh, Does anyone have anything positive to say about the show? If this ends up being a really big build-up and the last three episodes are, like, all the payoff for the stuff we didn't realize was coming, I'll still love it. But I will not be able to, in good conscience, recommend this show to people. I'll be like, if you just get through the first ten episodes, eleven and twelve are great. Yeah. I am, I, I'm so against that. <laughs> Like, um, I think it'll be, if if the last couple of episodes are really good and, like, redeem it, then at least I'll have felt like it wasn't a huge waste of time to watch it. But I also, like, yeah, I don't know if I could be like, yeah, you just have to make it through yeah. a lot of it. Like, your expectations are going to be, like, really high, and then they're going to drop, and then it's going to be good. Like, I don't know. I want to see where they were attempt. Like, it's so crazy, because m- normally when this, normally in the stage of a show, this sort of... Uh, lack of clarity and discombobulation usually happens in like the third act when like they realize uh oh we don't have enough time to finish her story or like we ran out of budget or like something and they have to throw a bunch of crap together that's like normally when this kind of thing happens and that's like the whole like build up build up and then like drop down and you're disappointed in it it's super weird that it's happening in like what I feel like is act two and it's a really weird act two yeah such a shame because it was so promising. Although you're like, I'm gonna hate this show. You I still can't get from, from episode all one. Of, all of the roots were planted in episode one. It was transparently and clearly bad, and it has like every episode is consistent with what episode one delivered. Like, I feel like if the show 
cut itself better and like condensed everything that we've seen into like fewer episodes and like just figured out a better way to like move this plot it might actually be a good show it's just like they're what they're deciding to show us is super confusing and like non sequitur like we have all these really good moments we have all of these really really good vignettes that i actually think are uh quality like i really like the vignette in the library i actually really liked the subplot with the pretty boys kind of having this weird face off and you have this moment of like i was born with this face and i had to get this face from you and like i like i was kind of interested in that battle like it's a little superficial and dumb but like at least like that was a coherent like mini plot that was in this i really like the conversations that ritsu has with other people when he discusses philosophy i like this idea of an ai that's trying to make people happy but doesn't really fully understand how to do this it's got all these really interesting elements and like a lot of but and you know the subplot with the girl who ha- like hated her anorexic mom or whatever is also like kind of interesting but it was paced out a little far apart and weirder but like that it was an interesting little nugget and if they had just structured the show better where like every character had to like go through the thing and then they joined the group like maybe that would work but they're just interspersed with all these things that don't quite make sense and like these weird vignettes and you can't you you keep losing the focus of how intense you're supposed to feel about it set up with no payoff payoff with no setup and disjointed vignettes that don't seem to connect to each other and then suddenly the world ends and then suddenly everything's back to normal i i feel the same way i did after the last few episodes which is i'm very confident that this is not a very good anime but i'm not necessarily confident that this would be a bad video game. I feel like it's possible that this made more sense pre-adaptation. Um, so I actually didn't realize that, and I think I yeah would definitely agree with that statement. Like I feel like I could like definitely like forgive a lot of the erraticness if like the combat was something I was playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it did. It was originally a video game. Yeah. And it makes me interested to maybe play that game and try to figure out what they were going for, but it's just infuriating right now. And, yeah. like, it's so hard when, like, and I don't know, is this a game that has, like, a bunch of different avenues that you can take or, like, different characters you can play? Or is it, like, like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, like, it's it, it, ha- it didn't figure it out. Like, there's good game adaptations that exist. Like, Steins Gate is a great game adaptation. Even the, even the fact that they're doing Zero right now to, like, reboot the series and take this in another direction within the gameplay really works. Well, Zero is also a game. Well, I know. I'm just saying, like, it lends itself well, and then you're able, but even within those games, you're able to go to different lines within Steinsgate. Branching stories. Branching stories. And they, they tie them in in interesting ways. And, like, it, it works because they figured out what story... The, the anime team figured out what story they wanted to tell and told it. Or are telling it right now currently with Zero. We'll see what happens because it's a little confusing right now. But we'll get to that in our other episode this week. Um, but, like... A bunch of other ones, they just, like, lose their focus. And, like, it's so frustrating. I uh, watched a... I don't think it was Cinema Snob, but it was one of those uh, movie reviewers that Alicia, that my wife loves to watch, 
Um, and they had a an analysis of Suicide Squad, basically looking at how the entire movie was shot like a trailer, because the uh, the editing house I think that they brought in to do the to do the um, the editing for the movie yeah just the, all the editing for the movie was an advertising house they all the pacing was like it was a three minute trailer except it was a two hour long movie uh, and so they hit all the points that you would want to hit in the trailer but they didn't know how to set something up 20 minutes in revisit it at 40 minutes in and have the payoff at 80 minutes in Right. They would just have each thing happen at the moment it happened, or worse, they'd set it up at 20, set it up again at 40, and then set it up a third time at 80, and then have the payoff happen immediately. And I feel like Caligula is running into the same problem. It's an anime that's being cut like it's a video game. That all the little payoffs, like, so much of this I would be fine with if it was coming from a game. I just like assume that it was going to get explained in act three of the game and i was just be working to get to that and it would actually probably make me want to play through the game faster but because this show releases on an episodic weekly basis it leaves me sitting here going i have no idea what's actually going on right. and that's really frustrating and then like when you when the next episode finally does come out you're like wait what happened in the last episodes because it was so convoluted and i have no desire to go back and rewatch it to yeah. find out, to make sure I understood it. Yeah. yeah. And there's just a lot of ways to do subtlety in a video game that just don't carry over, like audio logs or finding in-game like things that are written down, or you know maybe they have an in-game calendar like Persona does, which would make things like the May 9th, May 9th and May 2nd, that would make that completely transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, without the training wheels, this show falls over. Yeah. Which is a shame. Also, I was really disappointed because, like, I was really excited by excited by the the visual style of the show. Like, it was really, really pretty. I do think like it has some really good moments and some fun style choices. But then, like, the watercolor world. Oh, I loved the watercolor world. But though. like, it's so. It was so like, I don't know. It felt like so basic. It felt like Mew running on reserve batteries, trying to have a talk with her creator to me like let's pull him from this reality and drop him into another one that i only have the barest minimum of energy to devote to the backdrop maybe but again it's like there's ways to do that that look better like the i'm not against the idea i'm more against like the execution because it looks like what they did was they took a piece of paper dropped watercolor on it and then animated on top of it which you know if this was like the 90s i'd be like whoa that's really cool but it's not the 90s. And I and expect a higher level, especially for the re- It doesn't match the rest of the show. So it needs to, like, Madoka has animation that doesn't match the rest of a show. But they... And it's amazing. I actually thought the whole show didn't look very good at all. I don't usually go for the animation and say the animation is bad. But the animation was, I think, pretty bad in a lot of instances. And, you know, something I really like about anime is that it you know sometimes is cheaply produced and i think that i like limited animation but like i feel like there's some there's some bad looking stuff in the show the anime like the animation for the rest of the show is like it looks good it doesn't look like i'm not like in i'm not like drawn in to be like i need to watch every second to see what gorgeous thing they do next but it's like it's a good looking show 
for the most part, except at the end of episode seven. And it made me really mad because they use this same footage again in episode eight. Like the last few frames of it where he where it's focused on Ritsu and he's like looking up at the camera and then he says the last line. They use that footage twice and it's off model as fuck. And it looks so like like it's so off model and it's like weird, like his eye is massive and like his face is turned out this weird way. It's like but not like that. Like it was just, no it's I just made, made a up. funny face. Yes. <laughs> um it just it was like it looked like and I'm like, okay. Mistakes happen in animation, and that's fine. But you're using that footage more than once. Can't you spend the normal amount of time to to use it more than once? Like it just it made me mad. It was the Midoriya dead eyes for yeah. five minutes. That like might have made a sense in My Hero Academia. That like made a little bit of sense. Yeah, he was shocked at that. Yes. This one, it was just like this we is just like this poorly. Th- it's supposed to be an intense moment where he like make a decision. Which, by the way, you have no idea what they decided or what they're referring to. But it was a decision. But it was a decision. It was supposed to have weight, and they just made it look goofy as all hell. And I'm just like, you just failed. But like, I like some of the like aesthetics of the show. Like, I think the opening looks amazing. The opening I love the opening. And closing, the end credits. I really like the the art style of the end credits, too. There's so yeah. the end credits is fine. I think they also made some, like, good choices. I like some of the pacing in that. But it's just like, they just don't go all the way in the show. And I thought that was going to be a thing I liked about it. And it just, it doesn't, it doesn't go all the way. They don't commit. They don't commit to anything. I think if they were still doing build-up and not giving us these, like, reveals with no setup, if they were just spending their time, like, developing subplot and not even attempting to throw the, the viewers a bone, just have it be, like, cryptic and we're laying groundwork, if they were still doing that on episode 7, I would actually be okay with that. It's the fact that they're trying to split their time between doing that and giving viewers payoff that they're not using any of that setup from the prior seven episodes to do. They're just introducing something and paying off in like three seconds and then moving on to the next thing. Like I'm okay with slow burn animes where, where they'll take forever to get to the point. This isn't that. Right. I'm trying to think of other anime that are based off of video games and if anything else was successful, because I don't want to only bring up Steins Gate. I mean, I haven't watched or played the game, but all the kids are always on about Danganronpa. Wasn't that based on a game, or am I young? I don't Um, know if it's actually good, though, and I will probably never watch it. It is. Uh, At least... um, You like the game. The games are good, and there is an anime sequel, which is also pretty good. Um, Speak up. The whole Fate series. Is that based on a game? Games, yeah. See, I have beef with Fate, though. Uh-oh. I'm just trying to say, like, a show that is well-liked by its fans. Yes. Have you heard Uh-oh. of the new Fate show, The Cooking Show, where you cook with Emia and you just hang out with characters from, like, all the Fate series, and they all just hang out and, like, you learn how to make food? And is it like those five-minute shows where it's, it's like... It's like a 15-minute like... show, so not oh. quite, yeah. It's like, okay. not quite a full episode, but not like a short where, like, that would be, like, more acceptable. That'd be, like, 
like you know between while you're watching other anime like oh hi like we you love our characters like here we go we're gonna show you a cute little thing but like this is like a, this not quite either of these things and like you have lancer hanging out with with saber and emia and they're like let's have some fish today and you're Ben, you look really upset by this. Yeah, it's weirdly (laughs) pleasant to watch, but has so zero reason to exist. (laughs) Yeah, it's like weirdly cozy. I'm just like, I can sit and watch this for 15 minutes. This makes me happy. Look at them cooking the fish. Like, I love cooking shows, so this is great. And I know all the characters. Have you learned anything about cooking from the show? Yeah, they have a full-blown recipe in each episode. Yeah, it's like watching, like, fucking Barefoot Contessa, except it's Emia. Well, what about Caligula? Have you learned anything about cooking from the last two episodes of Caligula? about hot pots oh yeah i learned about as much about the last two episodes of caligula from this cooking show as i did from (laughs) caligula that makes sense the cooking show is fun it's cozy and stupid and kind of pretty it's like it's like a more watercolory style but like i thought you hated watercolor i don't hate watercolor i hate watercolor that looks like the background was a piece of paper you hate watercolor backdrops that look like a three-year-old just picked up a paintbrush and went, look, I'm drawing. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> um, but, like, I mean, it's not watercolor. It's just more, like, it's more, the colors of the show are more pastel, a little looser. Like, the sketches are looser. Okay. So, it's cute. It's fun. I learned about how to cook fish wrapped in tinfoil, I guess. It's cool. Also, Have you made it? I didn't make it. I have to get fish, though, because... In Seattle, they have really good fish. They have really good fish here. Yeah, so I'm going to have to use this great recipe. You can go down this... to the salmon locks and be like, I want that one. And they'll be like, that's not how it works. And you'll be like, I'll wait. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's some good show. fish now I'm mad. Sorry. Yeah, you got to come, come here. We'll mail some I... to you. Instead no, of pizza, we can ship you fish. I don't think you that'll can. go well. No, 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 you can. If you go to the if you go to Pike Place, they'll yeah, ship they it. Yeah, they ship it in like in ice. In ice, you can get fresh fish. I don't know if I'd trust these. <laughs> she two. looks she looks so disgusted. They I might mean, just go I'm buy not, a fish. I'm disgusted in theory, but if it worked, I'd be like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd say yum when I ate it. Yum, delicious. All right, so on the next episode, we'll let you know how that endeavor went. <laughs> Great. Um, so I guess uh, in terms of Caligula, I guess we'll come back to it once it's done. It's such pray. a solid meh for me right now. I know. After episode three, I was like, I am on board. You were so hype. You and, and Darren were so hype. Boy, they've let me down hard. Next it's not a let me down. They just dropped me. And they were like, here's two stories. And I was like, okay. No, you know what it's more like? It's more like they put you on an escalator at the beginning and it's going up and then it just like stalled in the middle of the escalator. It didn't even stall. It's just like slowly been slowing down. And you know (laughs) it's going to stop before it gets you where you need to go. You're just not positive where that's going to be. Yeah. And it's going to be short of the finish line. Yeah. I'm sorry that you liked it so much. I know, me too. So the other shows that we had uh, spoken about in our uh, for the bringing for, from the bringing it to the table thing, has anyone been keeping up with Hino Matsuri or no, Comic and I Girls? That. You regret that. Hino Matsuri looks awesome, and I have not been keeping up with it. I've watched a bit more of it. It's very good. It's fun. It's fun, and I don't like Hina. I like everyone else in the show. 
But I think it's like I think you're supposed to. But they give all the other characters really good payoff. And for her, she's just like she tries, but she's just the worst. I don't oh, like, I need to catch up on Gungale. No, you don't. I so need to catch up on Gungale. No, you don't. No, you you just don't. look at the Fortnite patch notes. Fortnite. I don't want to. Yeah. I, we kind of dropped Comic Girls. They were fewer I good mean, noises. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I realistically could eventually see myself looking at Hinamatsuri again, but like nothing else. Yeah, Hinamatsuri is like actually a lot of fun to watch. It like, continues when you, to be good. When I'm, you just I want like, current. yeah, when you just want like a silly moment of like. I want to see what these people are up to and like the crazy nonsense in their lives. Like it's actually a lot of fun. But it's like, also very good at making each episode independently satisfying. Yeah, like there are some continuations from episode to episode, and like some story beats that are like they leave you at, at the end of one to carry on in the other. But like a lot of the episodes are self-contained, and it's a lot of fun. Take notes, Caligula. Yeah, really. If you want to be Please. a slice of life, Please. do a slice of life correctly. <laughs> Um, and I think those were, I don't think any of us are watching Crossing Time. I don't have the time for it. No, but Ben and Steph played the, uh, the, uh, promo, the trailer for the new Pokemon game for me. And I, I, I wanted to eat Ben's phone after I finished watching it. Cause I, I just like had a three year old reaction of like, I want this thing now. Maybe I put it in my face. No, don't do that. Ah. Don't put the phone in your mouth. It's not yours. <laughs> Don't do it. I attempted to lick it to claim it as my own. It's not yours. Oh. Don't do that. It but worked. It I have for having a random now. street drug user on our podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> it does look like a fun game. Oh, good. I'm only going to have two kids by then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll have plenty Pikachu of time and Pokemon. You can take them on walks around the block when you go catch your Pokemon. That won't look really, really bad in terms of optics. Oh, there's that dad walking his two babies, and he's on his phone the entire time. They're in a stroller. They're babies. I'll actually probably take the the mounting bracket that I have for my phone for my bike, and I'll just put it on the handlebars of the stroller. Yes. Now you got a plan. Now we have a plan. Um, So is there anything else that we've been watching that we want to, like, just... Give a little shout out to or reading or playing or anything. Everything is a crazy blur because things keep coming out. Like apparently the new season of Kimmy Schmidt just dropped and, that, and Arrested Development. And I haven't even had a little bit of time for either of those. No, that's Don't true. watch the new Arrested Development. It's bad. Oh, no. Sorry. I saw one episode of it and it was bad. But you can watch it and form your own opinion. Yeah. Your, your one episode judgments so far have been spot on. <laughs> She's good at this. You're very good at that. I, I don't know. Um, we don't always listen to you. You, I mean, you shouldn't because I'm, you know, very negative. There are there are <laughs> plenty of things that you like that I won't like. Uh, I've been watching uh, my favorite show that I most rewatched lately, Peep Show, which I'd recommend if you haven't seen it. But what is this? That's not an anime the at British? all. It is. Yeah. Oh. Um. What was their sketch show? The same. Um, I watched yeah, uh, that I, Mitchell and Webb look. Studio Yes. City. That show is fun. I, I watched that back a while ago. Um, Peep Show's good? I, I really like it. Um, from what I've seen of the Mitchell and Webb show, I think it's significantly better than it. Really? And if you liked that, I would heavily recommend Peep Show. Steve Martin and uh, Martin Shore had a two-man uh, comedy 
night that they did. What? It was amazing. What? Steve Martin's back on the game? Yeah, apparently they ran out of money. (laughs) (laughs) Or the two of them just felt like doing a show together. In between teaching master classes? In between teaching master classes, too. One of our favorite McElroys. Well, I think uh, I think we're we're all about out on what we can say about yeah. these few shows. Uh, if you want to hear more about some other shows that we like listening to, tune into our weekly review session that will be coming out around the same time as this, and you can hear all about our opinions about that. But thank you all for joining me on this episode. That's finally coming out. It was really fun to record with all of you. Yay. 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 So, um, (laughs) yay. 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 And Peggy. Can I give that as a ringtone? Yay. 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 Have you heard the ringtones where it's like, hello, I'm your phone. Pick up the phone. (laughs) The first time I heard it it, in public, like we were like on set somewhere. Someone's phone starts ringing and it's that. And I was like, who's yelling? It's like, (laughs) oh, that's my ringtone. I'm like, why is this your ringtone? Yeah, I feel like that would freak me out every time. But I mean, I guess it would get me to pick up the phone. I mean, it does. I remember like there was a there was a ringtone back when I was in high school. It was like ring, ring. Ring, ring, and it get louder until finally that thing was just screaming at you. It was pretty horrifying. You have a phone call! <laughs> I mean, a little bit. <laughs> Roz from Monsters Inc. Pick up the phone! You forgot to pick up the phone. You forgot to pick up the phone. <laughs> Alright, well, before we descend further into madness, uh, Danielle, thank you for joining us. And is there anywhere on the internet you'd like people to follow you? Um, if you want. <laughs> um, sure um i have a youtube channel that's titled with my name which is danielle kogan and hopefully i should have a cartoon out by the end of june unless something terrible happens which it might don't don't let things i mean no no i mean animation just always takes longer than i expect but i'll i'll do my best because i, I want it done you can do it we believe in you Thanks. Uh, Nathan, thank you for joining us. Is there places where people can follow you? Uh, I still have my uh, Twitch streams that have probably not happened since the last time that one of these podcasts. But that's at uh, 2460Wonderful. Or 2460Wonderful. Uh, I'm also repping uh, Mini Kitty a bunch right now. I'm trying to help her get to partner status before PAX happens. On Twitch? On Twitch, Mini Kitty. She's awesome. She is pretty cool. I started watching her stuff. She's a lot of fun. She's very cute. You she's like cute girls playing games because she's cool. Kitty, yeah. She's very cool. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much it for me. Also, all of the Roz impersonators that you'll hear over the course of the next week are me. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. And how about you, Ben? I'm on Twitter at OpenWorldIRL. And yeah, that's about it. I'm on this podcast. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. And you can follow me at Step Up the Game on Twitter. And you should like and follow the Nerds List on Twitter and Facebook. And rate, review, and follow and share the show with all your anime loving friends. And if you like other things like video games and technology, you should follow other shows on the Nerds List like Games Nation and Jet Set Media, which might also have a YouTube channel. They might primarily have a YouTube channel, so check them out. And Sean Peterson made the music 
for this whole show because that's what he does. He does really great music, and you can follow him on Twitter at SP Sounds. With that, I believe that will do it for us. Thank you for joining us. Oh yeah, me. Bye. 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 Don't forget to file your paperwork. <laughs>